Are you like many of my friends that have spent years wondering what their true calling is in life without being able to find it? It seems there are many who are constantly thinking that they've missed their true calling or they're having trouble finding it. Is it possible that we can miss it and therefore miss out on the best life God desires for us? Is there even a biblical concept of having a personal calling? And what if we never figure it out? Welcome to the Everyday Disciple Podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Okay, here we go. I guess it's that time of year again. It has gotten pretty darn cold here in the old Pacific Northwest. I live kind of in the Seattle-Tacoma area. And we don't really get a whole lot of snow. Like maybe we get it once a year. If And if that's the case, maybe it doesn't even stick. Some years we get nothing, just a few flurries. But here we are, and it has already been snowing several times this week. Not sticking much, but here and there a little bit. A little freaky and kind of hard to believe, to be honest with you. But Tina and I are from Chicago originally, so we still have our driving chops for the snow. We're just a little bit more worried about our uh, neighbors, let's just say, our PNW neighbors may be sliding into us. Anyway, something pretty cool happened this week. Spotify sends out sort of a year-end wrap-up if you've got a lot of music or a podcast on, and our podcast is available on Spotify. But they send out some data and different listing-ish things, and all you can kind of see the analytics of your podcast. And the Everyday Disciple podcast is listed by Spotify as being within the top 5% of podcasts shared worldwide. So there's been an awful lot of sharing going on. And I thank you for that. If you've not shared this podcast with someone recently or ever, would you please do that? It's pretty easy to do. You can just text somebody, hey, you got to check this out, or you can put it on social media. And if you need a link, you can just send them to everydaydisciple.com or everydaydisciple.com forward slash listen and that'll give them all kinds of options. That'll give them a list of all the different players and places they can get it on. So way to go. Top 5% of podcasts being shared out there. Kind of hard to believe, but thank you. I hope you'll share it out and let's keep going. Maybe we'll be in the top 1% next year. Who knows? Hey, and if you've not checked out the new Everyday Disciple Workshop yet, it's a simple and reproducible discipleship framework for busy people. It'll totally fit into your life. I promise. Would you please grab a copy of that right now while it's available? Maybe as an early birthday gift or something nice for yourself, right? I don't know. There are step-by-step lessons plus bonus training videos in there. I think there's eight lessons in all, plus there's worksheets and all kinds of other resources to help you get started making discipleship a lifestyle. And this is a great time of year to do this. Don't put that off. Guess what? Right now you can get the whole workshop with lifetime access for 80% off. And that makes it only $17 right now. Yeah, pretty cool, right? So go over to everydaydisciple.com forward slash work up. Grab a copy of that right now. I really hope you will, okay? Now, last week, I had my buddy Tim McIntyre on the show. And he was sharing how, as a full-time pastor, recently getting a second part-time job had just energized his heart for people. And he really feels like it's part of his calling. 
overall to be a pastor within his neighborhood and within the city. And even as he gets to know people and lead others who have jobs outside the church. So if you've not heard that yet, back up an episode, listen to it. I think you'll love it. But as he talked about that, we started hearing from people like, how do you even know your calling in the first place? Maybe that just I have a job, or maybe I just, even as a pastor or a leader of the church, maybe it's just a job and it's not my calling. How do you even know that? Well, not too long back, Heath Hollinsby and I had a little talk about all this, kind of thinking about this, and some folks were kind of wondering. I want to share that conversation with you right now. All right, here we go. This was another one that was, it was a listener-suggested show posted on the Facebook group a while back, said, hey, would you do a topic on the calling? There's a bunch of people commenting. Piled on, yeah. <laughs> said, yeah, please do one on that. And so there was this like general essence that we'd like to have a show about how to find your calling. And even one of the members said that, like, I'm struggling to figure out what's next for myself after eight years of full-time vocational ministry and five mm. years in Christian business. And so um, I was just wondering, man, what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think there is biblical examples of somebody actually having like a personal calling or a, a maybe even a personal mission statement in life? I... Yeah, I mean, we don't find that term, you know what I mean, in Scripture. But I do believe that God has unique and awesome plans for all his kids. I I, I really do. I think think God's very aware of what, you know, the plans he has for us. And I believe that we were created in God's own image, filled with his spirit, and sent out on God's ultimate mission to fill the world with his glory and what he's like. Mm -hmm. But within that, I think God has and gives us unique roles to play in this, and the part that you know, we might be defining as a personal calling, right? Mm. So I think there's God's overall mission to fill the world with his glory, what he's like, but I think he definitely gives, I mean, check out, I'm going to kind of skim through a bit of 1 Corinthians 12, okay? Okay. Um, Starting in verse four, it says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. That gives us a little insight into calling too. Sure. He goes, there's different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working. But in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. See, so mm-hmm. that's kind of tying back to what I'm saying, right? Yep. And then it goes into, it goes into a little later, like verse 12, just as, you know, one body has many parts, but all of its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. For we all been baptized by, here it is again, one spirit, so as to form one body. And jumping ahead a little later, it's like, now if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body. So you know that passage, right? Sure. So. I think what we're seeing here is that, like, yes, in Christ, empowered by the Spirit over and over and over, Spirit's work, we all are different body parts. We all have unique roles to play. The work might look different, but it's all, yeah, but we get it uniquely. Sure. Of course, uh, also came to mind, thinking about this, was uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord's. And he goes on, and it's good news, plans to prosper you. <laughs> so that's yeah. good news. Uh, Ephesians 2, 10, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ to do good works, hmm. which God prepared in advance for us to do. That's always been one of my favorite verses. Huh. It just kind of blows my mind that in advance, and if you do the study on that, it's like basically before he ever spun this up and you know laid the foundations of the earth, God knew me, knew you, knew everybody listening, and he knew and had prepared in advance stuff for us to do. So yeah. So do I go, yeah, is there biblical precedent for us having a unique sort of personal calling or work that God has for us? Yeah, if I believe scripture, I think so. Hmm. Now, check this out. Romans 1.5, I think, expresses in a pretty tight few words the personal calling or personal mission statement of uh, our buddy, the Apostle Paul. It says, he says, through him and for his namesake, 
we received grace and apostleship to call people from among all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith. Hmm. That's what he's doing. Like it's a specific person, it's a specific goal, and he knows why he's doing it. You know what I mean? That sounds like calling. So um, I think we get to discover and live out the gifting and, if you want to use the word calling or unique mission within God's overall plan. Super fun. I think we get to. Super exciting, yeah. So, okay, let's unpack this a little bit. Maybe we could define this uh, personal calling and then also this corporate or maybe community calling. Is there differences between those two? Uh, I think both can have a calling. I think when people come together with shared missions, shared calling, sometimes that's formed. Or an organization starts and says, this is our call, this is our mission, and people say, "Um, my giftings, my unique call fits within that. Hmm. So sometimes you can have people even with a personal call, but collected together on a corporate call. So, you know, I'm not the definitive expert on any of this, right? But I find it fascinating, and I've actually studied it for years. So I was like really happy to jump into the topic, okay? But let me just so we can, people can kind of work out their own stuff too. Here's a couple definitions of this I found out there. There's this famous author, a uh, guy's written like 30 books and minister, his name's Frederick Buchner. And he says, and, and this kind of gives me a piece of it. He goes, the place God calls you to is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. Wow. Where your deep gladness yep. and the world's deep hunger meet. That's God's call on you. Wow. Um, Brad Lomanick from a guy from Catalyst, yep. some people know him. He puts it this way, God's personal invitation, and this is what he says, this is your this is your calling. God's personal invitation for me to work on his agenda using the talents I've been given in ways that are eternally significant. That's cool. That's pretty cool. That's right? a good one. Um someone who I actually studied in under personally, met her, was trained by her, Lori Beth Jones. She wrote a whole bunch of books, Jesus CEO, The Path, where she helps you sure. work out your calling. All kinds of very famous author, wonderful woman. Um, she uses the word mission instead of calling, like your personal mission oh, or mission statement. You know, And so for us, because we use the word mission connected to discipleship, calling seems better. So they're kind of interchangeable okay. kind of out there. But she, she, she says mission is defined as a specific task that a person or group is sent to perform. Having a personal mission statement helps you to focus on what God has called you to be and do. Hmm. So I just want to say your calling may or may not include your job or your vocation, but from my personal experience, it can be very awesome when those two align. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yep. so you can say, well, my calling in life is this, but how I, f- you know, put food on the table is this. Hmm. They don't have to align. Yep. And, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you won't be fulfilled. I mean, I know people who have great callings in life and, and they're a truck driver, you know, and yeah. that's not their calling to drive a truck around, but then they have their life and that's, they just, it's, it's great. Um, th- that author I was just mentioning, Lori Beth Jones, she also reminds us not to confuse your goals with your calling or your mission. Okay. That's really good. So, you know, I got a bucket list and so, right now my calling in life is to climb, you know, Mount Rainier. Now that's a goal. Yeah. You know, yeah. is that the thing that like your deep longing in life, you feel like you've been uniquely gifted and it's going to, you know, to go back to Buckner, it's like where your deep gladness meets the world's deep hunger. Hmm. Cause God's a God of good news. The gospel's good news for all of life. If we're, if we've been put here to show the world what he's like, to be a part of that overarching mission to fill the world with God's glory, then I like what he's saying there. You know, I think there's yeah. something that God's going to do in us and, and put a burden on our heart. That we go like, and I love would love to do that, and look at what it does to show God's glory and meet needs in the world. Sure, and you know, so you know, it's interesting. Even as you were just talking, I remember hearing 
a, a message from back, I was probably in fifth grade, and a, a guy named Bill Wilson out of Metro Ministries in New York who serves underprivileged kids, mm-hmm. every largest Sunday school in America. And he would, one statement he said was, the need is the call. Like so many people in their life sit around waiting to figure out their calling. Meanwhile, everything around them is falling apart. And the I don't need think is it's a call. bad place to start. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you feel like, oh, a little leap in your heart when you see the need. In other words, yeah. it, that's not a hassle. I can remember when we first moved to Tacoma, and it's pretty gritty for those who don't live yeah. here. Tacoma's it's called pretty, Grit City. Yeah, yeah, it's called Grit City. And it's come a long way, you know, yeah. and it's wonderful. We love it. But I can remember because God had placed a call on our life, and part of our call was to a place and a people. And, and it was Tacoma. Um, I remember like all of a sudden it wasn't like, hey, there's that homeless guy on the park bench. It was like, hey, there's my homeless guy on that park bench. Well, mm. Let's go see what he's up to. You know, personal it was, aspect to it. Yeah. It was different. It was like, it wasn't like, ooh, that guy's kind of dirty and stinky and weird. And he's probably going to want to talk my ear off. And am I going to get stuck all afternoon hanging out? Just, you know, like, sure. It was like, that's my guy. You mm. know, because like, so when you see need, but then your heart leaps a little bit, like you said, like the need is the call sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Like pay attention to that. Yeah. If everything around you is falling apart and you're like, I just don't know if I'm called to that. Like, no, jump oh in. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, try. Give so it. what would you suggest would be um, some good first steps for us as we start to uncover and maybe even start to clarify and put some flesh yeah. to our calling? Yeah, I want to put some rubber on the road here with this. Um, so again, I found some great insight from Brad Lomanek on this. Um, he, he says, he, I think seeing God's will and calling for your life begins by asking yourself sort of some important questions. And, and, and I love this. He goes, what keeps me awake? when I should be falling asleep at night. Hmm. The answer will expose what makes you mad or makes you cry, what lingers in your mar- mind long after dark, right? And then yeah. even the second question is kind of the other side of the coin, um, from an, similar from another angle, what wakes me up when I should still be sleeping in the morning? Like hmm. this morning I was telling you, I got up super, super early. It was the last day of the Everyday Discipleship Challenge, you know, live, because yeah. this will be airing a couple weeks after, you know, it's a cool later. Week. And um, it is... Uh, I was, I'm just up, I'm laying in bed going like, I can't, I got, I got stuff to do, but I can't wait to get started. And why am I laying here? And I'm tired as heck, but I can't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that woke me up. And I think that helps uncover what you value, what you're committed to, what you're excited. Hmm. And then here's some other questions that I think would be, people would find helpful. Okay. okay. That this will kind of help people go, oh, and say, so might want to write these down. Okay. Might want to write these down. So uh, here's a question. What are your passions and gifts? You know, at the intersection of these two elements you can often find purpose or call. Yeah. That's fascinating. I've actually been wrestling through this a little bit with, I've had, you know, you know my story, had a couple job changes recently and mm-hmm. I went into a whole different world outside of the ministry and loving it and I'm good at it. And, for your vocation. Yeah, for my vocation, correct, mm-hmm. yeah. Loving it, good at it, but there is this sense now that I'm like, yeah, but that, there's still this aching to actually serve serve artists and, and I'm, and so there's this tension growing but in for, my heart. I think for many, 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 most people perhaps, they're, calling that thing where their passion and gift intersect may have nothing to do with how they feed their family. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And that's not a bad thing. And people need to hear that because I think it's wonderful if you get to do your calling and you get- Vocation at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. But it's rare. It's it's wonderful, but it is rare. And, but I don't want people to think like, oh, but I haven't arrived until, like we were talking the other day to somebody, but like, yeah, and not, you know, like serious Christians, like the ones who really get blessed, they work at churches. I'm like, eh, eh. no, I, <laughs> how many Christians get to? I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? And so- Most people that work at churches would not, would not even reflect that statement. They may positively. not. Yeah. I don't know. They may not. But so, but, but pay attention. What are you, what are you passionate about? 
and what do you seem to be good at or have some gifting in? Hmm. And maybe you need to be, you know, more intentional about developing some of that. Um, here's a beautiful question. What what would you work on or want to do even if you weren't being paid for it? Yeah, that's like, a great I, question. I would do that like crazy. Like for us, like, you know, especially in the earlier days of Soma, but when this thing was growing, it's like we're not, quote, hiring anybody on staff that doesn't already do this for free. Hmm. Like they're giving it. They're best, they're, they're passionate, they're gifted, they're giving it to the family, and we just need a whole lot more of it, so we got to free them up from, you know, 40 hours and just doing something else. Yeah. But What a cool philosophy. You know, it's like, so what would you do, you know? Like, you know, like one of the questions I ask people is like, what would you do if money and time were no issue hmm. and you knew you couldn't fail? Because wow. see, giving yourself to your passion and calling and being a blessing to others, there really is no failing in it. Yeah. Now, some people won't see it that way. They won't believe me in that. But if you think about it, like, did you love playing guitar even when you weren't very good at it? Oh, yeah. It was it passionate. Was, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't even tell. I used literally, I practiced eight hours a day for years. Yeah, absolutely. Well, why did I? Because I wasn't very good at it. Did I love it? I loved every minute of it. Yep. And then I, I got to perform. Yep. You know, and I got to perform. And then I never, no, we didn't make anything. It cost us pay to play. You know, yeah. I was like, you know. Yep. So like, what is that thing that you're so passionate about? You'd do it for free. Or like if time and money were no, like if I just said, hey, you got all the money in the world in the bank, what are you going to start doing with your time? Oh, I'm going to catch up on Netflix. No, 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 that's yeah. not your calling. That's not your passion. I think uh, it'd be encouraging too here to say, uh, you know, another way to reframe that question is like, what are you already doing for free? Like, because some people might, might actually be operating in that already and not have to start it, but they just haven't I have recognized some it that yet. do a lot of work with veterans. You know, they're veterans and, yep. and, and some family members. They do a lot of work serving veterans. Hmm. Well, that's not their job all day, but that's part of their what they feel called. To, like we really want to serve them. Like yeah. we feel passionate about it. It's your calling. Do you get paid for it? Nope. It's part of your calling, right? Yep. Here's another. Here's another good one. W like what energized you when you were a child? Does it still animate you? Like any unfulfilled dreams per se? Oh yeah. Because like before we kind of get the world squished, you know, like our hopes and dreams out of us. Yep. Many of us young in life have a pretty clear understanding of like. Who you are and what Who you're ready we to are. do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we haven't been due to bead to death yet. You know, yep. we haven't had performance anxiety, like just ramp up yet. So like, like I'll, I, I was that guy, man. I had such clear passions around things. So when I was very young, it was, it was, it was in uh, illustration. I really thought I was going to be an illustrator. Wow. I could draw. I probably still could. I don't give any time to it, yeah. but I could really draw. I could hmm. really illustrate stuff. And I thought that's what, that's what I'm going to do. And then I picked up a guitar and I was like, nope, that's what I'm going to do. And I, and I, I did, I played guitar and yeah. like did it for a living for years yeah. and years and years and years for a living. Yeah. And there again, was it my calling? Hmm. I don't know because I, now, you know, as, as an adult and a believer and person who makes disciples and helps people do that, I go like, eh, I think my calling was to, you know, find girlfriends and, and get chicks and, you know, <laughs> Lots it, was, of beer it was about me. Yeah. I don't think yeah. it was really a calling, you know? So anyway. No, it is good, man. When you think back to those like, young passionate what you used to do as a kid that's a massive sign here's another question like if you kind of get an idea of what your calling might be but you're not really living it out yep. what barriers are preventing you from pursuing your true calling or what you believe it to be huh and could you begin to remove those yeah that's a good flip to it there again remember your vocation is not your calling but maybe you'd like it to be let me ask you this are you really giving yourself and you know, like your best passions to that call to that thing that god's uniquely giving you a burden for and gifting for like like when i was saying you know like 
before, maybe it was in another episode, even like when I first felt God saying, you're going to teach and lead. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know how to do any of that. But I, I, yes, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm supposed to, no one wants to listen to me. Who's, who do you know? And so I got a few guys together and we started a men's Bible study kind of thing. It yep. was horrible and weird and everything, <laughs> but God blessed it. And I was passionate and I prepared like crazy and off I went. Now I wasn't getting paid for it. It wasn't my vocation. Yeah. It wasn't until way many, 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 many years later, God said, and you're going to be a pastor now. Like vocationally. Yeah. <laughs> really? I'm not one. You sure? Yeah, you are. Hmm. I'm going to make you one. So, um, so like, are you moving towards that in faith and, and, you know, faithful with a little, faithful a lot, I think applies to calling. Because mm. cause calling is all wrapped up in passion and gift. Yeah. And so faithful with a little, faithful with a lot. Nope, I only play my guitar for myself and that's it. Then it might not be your calling. It might be a hobby. Yeah. But for you, it was a passion and it was like a way to bless other people yeah. and lead them into worship and connect lifestyle to that. Yep, absolutely. That. So, so you still do this. Yeah. It's just not a your lot. primary vocation, yep. you know? Yeah. But maybe someday it will be again. Who knows? But- I've actually found more freedom and joy in it when it has not been my primary vocation. Well, you know, you see, I'm glad you said that out loud because (laughs) there are certain things, there's most things where I go, boy, if, if not, you know, even like, even like teaching and speaking and traveling around the world and training people, I was like, God, I'd be, it'd be a lot more fun and not freer if it wasn't also how I make my living. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And God provides, and so we don't lack anything. We're not missing yep. meals here. Or, you know, we have cars that run. You know, it's like sure. all this stuff. It's go- God's golden. I mean, we are so blessed, so blessed as a family. But I go like, yeah, it could be. So don't don't be too quick to think that has to be my job because now yep. you got this burden on you instead of the freedom Absolutely. to pursue who you are and who you've been gifted to be uniquely now within God's overarching mission. Yep. So there's a few questions, and I, I think a person could if they were honest and actually did the work to write those kind of things down and maybe share them with someone who knows you pretty well, get a little feedback, might help nudge you towards, okay, what is it? What are some of the things that might be my calling and what are the roadblocks and what would I, how would I start to move towards it more? Hmm. Not worrying about the money part of it. Yeah, absolutely. So like kind of pressing a little bit deeper into that, what would you think are some practical next steps that people can take to discover and maybe even to craft a personal call or a mission statement like, like I know you have. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It, it can be. I mean, I think those questions we do, that we just got there from Brad are super helpful. Now, again, I said I, I developed my personal mission statement, dude, like 30 years ago. Okay. Okay. So in other words, it, my mission statement defined my call. Let's just put it that way. So like are they interchangeable words? Maybe, maybe not. Sure. But my mission statement sort of defines my call. And then everything else, the bracket, it's the brackets for me. And bigger than anything, <laughs> or mm. let me say, as much as knowing what I was supposed to be about, it immediately helped me to know what I wasn't going to be about. Oh, wow. Like, that's good. That's a good Clarified thing. Clarified it a bit, It's not yeah. my thing, though. That's a good thing. Maybe that's your thing. Yeah. Hey, that looks like your thing. You want in? That's not my thing. Yeah. My calling, you know what I mean? And yep. so I learned how to do it from Lori Beth Jones. And so the tips I want to give people, and yep. I even have a really cool download that'll be a part of the big three this week that is pretty elaborate and, and if a person did the work on this worksheet, asked those other questions and then did this worksheet, I think they could craft themselves a pretty usable mission statement that would help them define their call. I really mm. do. For me, this was life-changing. Okay. And I'm going to tell everybody what my mission statement calling is here in a minute. But let me answer, can I get back to the question? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So the question was like, what are some steps? What do people do? So Lori Beth, she has this whole process and she's taught at like the White House. I mean, she's taught it all over the world, the oh, biggest wow. leaders. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. 
And she starts on step one. She says, you know, all this requires action. Okay. And so she has you start by looking for action words, which are verbs. Okay. Action words, which are verbs. And, and, and a huge list of verbs. And then you just kind of read over them and you go, which ones excite you? Hmm. Right? Yeah. Like which ones excite you? And I'll, I'll tell you my mission statement in a minute because I've done it her way. And it's like I said, it's been transformational for me. So is Tina hmm. years ago. We used to teach on this a lot. Like I said, I was, I was trained in this. And so, so you start out with this list of verbs and it's on this worksheet and you just kind of circle all the ones that like, just like, oh, that excites me. That inspires me. And then you whittle it down to like, what are my three best? That's me. Like, you know, like, sure. like you know, stuff that's on here, like facilitate or, or foster or renew or hmm. translate or brighten or build or communicate or embrace or encourage or illuminate or present or sure. integrate or you know yeah and some people are hearing those words and they go oh one of those you know yeah, so back. there's this crazy long list okay okay so then you find those and you combine those verbs so like my my calling or my mission is to this this and that verbs right yeah and then you write a sentence about each and you, you're working this out i'm not going to get into the whole worksheet but then you you identify your core value. Now, some people really want to start with that first, and I'm okay with that. You sure. know, flip that around and then get the verbs. She's got a method to her madness, and it really it worked well for us. So, like, what is what's your core value that you feel passionate about? That's back to that question. Like, what keeps you up at night, or what wakes you up? You mm -hmm. know, in the morning when you should be sleeping. Is it truth? Is it honesty? Is it kindness? Is it forgiveness? Is it love? Is it nobility? Is it excellence? Is it simplicity or humility or commitment sure. or justice or, right? Like what's your core value? And there's a big list of them you can look at here and see if something jumps out. And so you're combining these together, right? Into like my, these verbs connected to my mission statement and then identify your tribe. Get clear on who, whom you want to serve or be mm -hmm. around or inspire. I, I have a friend of mine who, um, is, you know, always, he, he's always been able to clarify his call by who he's called to serve with. That's I know cool. people that are very clear. They get very clear on, I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to do it, but my passion is those people. Huh? And this, this is what I see their need. And I have passion like crazy, but specifically burden for them. Like I, I have a, a, a brother of a really good friend of mine and I've known this guy for years too. I don't know him that well, but I, but I, but I know him and he just has had a lifelong burden and calling to, uh, you know, Native Americans, you know, here in North okay. America. And so he has given his life in ministry to serving and discipling and, and bettering their lives. It was the, it was the people, group, wow. right? So, so identify your tribe. It might be parents. It might be kids. It might be kids in need of adoption. It might be musicians. Yep. It might be dads. It might, you know, baseball players you know, like, sure. right because people that have people that, yeah. their calling is connected to like businessmen yep. or b women in business or people my calling is towards people who want to be in business sure. really i just want to help them right okay great so i'm gonna i'm gonna give you this whole download sheet and it's a big dealio and let me read you what mine is and you'll see how these come together okay so my mission is to communicate steward and promote divine truth in the world wow and uh, 30 years ago and going through this process and being with Lori Beth and being trained and all and really working it out, that mission to communicate, steward, and promote divine truth in the world has said no to a billion things for yeah. my schizophrenic brain. <laughs> you know, it's funny is I remember when I was when I was out on the road talking to a guy who's made his very well in the music business. Uh, and most of our listeners will know who this person is. And I said, if you had to give me one tip of advice, like 
you're going to get hit by a truck, what would it be? And he said, my whole life motto has been know who you're not and never go there. Hmm. It's like a lot of people, you know, it's a, and it's an inverse, right? Like I've had to say no to a lot of things because I'm not going to try to be something I'm not to, to take that on. It sounds like something you just said. Like I've said no because I'm so focused on what my calling is. And I'll tell you, when I am, commu- think about it, communicating, that's what I do all day, right? You know, <laughs> Stewarding for me, that means like I have to live this too. Yep. Like I've been gi- you know, given divine truth and I want to promote it in the world. Like I want to mm. promote the gospel. I want to promote truth. What's really true about God and you and your, you yeah. know? So it's like, it's weird. I look back from 30 years ago and it's, that's my call. That's what I'm passionate about. I want to communicate, steward, and promote divine truth everywhere. And I've thought about it, like, is it just to men? Is it just to families? And I, so far, God hasn't allowed me to narrow it, you know? Yeah, sure. But I, I kind of wish it was, <laughs> you know? But, <laughs> it's not there yet. Right? But it, it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed for me. So I know we don't have a, a ton of time left, but I do want to hit this last question because I think it's important. And I've heard from many people, we've heard from many people that fear that 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 maybe they've missed their calling in life. And and do you think it's possible that we ever miss the call of God on our lives because of laziness or disobedience or ignorance or mistakenly hearing what we thought the call was supposed mm. to be? And I'm wondering if you could speak into that a bit or maybe share some encouragement for those who feel that they've already missed theirs. I I think you can't you could miss your calling absolutely. You know, Jesus says the road is narrow, you know, in the <laughs> kingdom. And what's that mean? Like walking in God's ways, life in the kingdom. Where's where does the kingdom exist? Where those who submit to the king. So, um, could we live in the kingdom and the road is narrow? And he says, few will find it. Yeah. You know, we we tend to make that meta, like meaning fewer fewer going to make it to heaven. You know, it's not what he's talking <laughs> so about at all. Yeah. It's not even what he's talking about. And so, I think yes, I think that we can be completely loved by God, completely saved and forgiven, no barrier between us and God anymore. And because of some of the things you listed, either maybe ignorance, fear, disobedience, self-love, that yeah. probably, I'll just speak for myself, probably got in the way of my true mission and calling for a long time. Like I was saying, I was a musician for a really long time hmm. for all the wrong reasons, yeah. for one primary reason, me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think you could miss your call. I think you could say, you know, like I've had job after job, or I had a job I loved, but I never really did anything in life that was passionate. And it's like, I hope if nothing else today, some people are going like, that's helpful to find mine. I've been trying to figure it out. That's, Mm. you know, that's why the questions were proposed to us. And for others, it might be like, you know, I've never even thought about it. I just, I want to be a good person. That's my call. It's like, oh, for such a time as this, you've been created with passion. And like, what are you passionate about? And some people say, well, I don't even know. And it's like, well, I think if, if, if I fill up my day and my time and my life with stuff that's not of great importance or not connected to God's glory and his overarching call on our lives and mission to fill the world with his glory, I think it'd be very easy to miss it hmm. and, and, and be very complacent, be yeah. very complacent. And I think if I had to pick one word, it would say, how, what would cause a person to miss their calling? Complacency. Hmm. Like, because you know what? I said the Jesus in my heart prayer and uh, I'm just kind of waiting around for heaven. Yep, I don't really around. sin in big ways anymore, quote unquote, but you know, sin's always in the attitude. It's in the unbelief. And uh, I'm just complacent. I'm good. Hmm. And it's like, it's so you know, sad. you were created like as part of this body, like good works prepared in advance for you yeah. to do. Like all that stuff doesn't excite you. So if nothing else, I hope some of our listeners would hear this and just go like, I have to get towards this and I'm not even worried about it being my vocation or my job yet. Yep. I want to figure out what I'm passionate about and start trying some things. Go for it. Like, go for it. Yeah. Write it down. Tell some people. And 
you know, you're not pouring cement, but generally, I think if you find that thing, yep, it, it won't. It probably is going to guide you for a long time. Yeah, I really beautiful. Man. So now, how you accomplish that calling might change. Hmm. Like right now, you know, like I wasn't doing a podcast 30 years ago. Sure. Whoa, whoa, did your call change? Nope. Still communicating divine truth. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's what world. I'm still doing. Trying yeah. to steward it in my life, help other people steward the truth of the gospel in their life every day. Yep. So how you accomplish your call could change very, very much if you're clear on what it is you're truly passionate about, to whom, you know. Yeah, love it, ma'am. Hey, let's get to the big three. Let's do it. You can get the big three for this week, which are the big three takeaways. If nothing else, we want you walking away with. You can get a download of yeah. it written down for you. And that's so. why it's so pretty when you do it. Like you do a good job. Uh, you know, I don't do it. Someone else does it for us. <laughs> okay. And as always, you can get a printable PDF of this week's big three as a free download by going to everydaydisciple.com forward slash big three right now. Go get it. And we've got that cool bonus download from Lori Beth Jones for you this week. That'll be included. Okay. So here we go. First one, you're created in God's image and you've been sent by Jesus to show the world what God's really like. So within God's overarching desire to see the whole world filled with his glory, you do have unique life experiences, different than mine, different than everybody mm-hmm. else's, perspectives, gifts, and passions that he has given you for this eternal purpose. Wow. Don't miss that. Yeah, It's not like, well, some people get it. Nope, I don't, I don't see that in scripture. Um, second thing, though you may at times doubt your calling, like I'm not sure if I'm clear on it, never doubt God's perfect love for you, okay? Mm-hmm. He doesn't like withhold it or remove it. Don't feel like God will not or cannot truly bless your life and the work of your hands until you've perfectly discovered your personal calling and you get it all written out nice and neat. You are his beloved daughter. You're his beloved son. Mm -hmm. And his desire to prosper and bless flows out of his great love and care for you. Now, right where you are, whatever you're doing or not doing even, you're the same loving father. Mm -hmm. So please don't don't doubt his love Yeah, as you work out your calling. And the third thing is, like I'm just going to quote a little scripture here, Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Does that mean like, well, I desire it up, and God's got to give it to me like a genie. I'm going to rub the you know, the lamp. Or, no, no I, I believe that verse means God will, if you delight yourself in him, he will actually give you the desires of your heart. What to desire? Hmm. If you have a longing, passion, and a godly desire to give yourself to a particular cause or people group or service, don't fear moving in that direction in faith. God's probably given you that desire. Yep. And then when he fulfills it and you get to do it, you're like, oh my, he's the best. I get to do this. I placed it in your heart. I gave you the desire of your heart and then I equipped you and you trusted me. So, mm-hmm. and then I'd say the next thing is download the big three for this week, along with that worksheet from Lori Beth Jones. Yep. Because it really summarizes a crazy amount of teaching and practice there. And get started on your journey of discovering your calling today. Don't wait, okay? Hey, next week we're going to talk about how to celebrate well. Celebrating according to the gospel. Party time. It's party time next week. Shouldn't Woman. Christians be the most celebratory people in the world? Shouldn't that be think? like our rep? Like, hey, church. Like, they I don't part- know if I believe what those Christians believe, but get invited to their party. But well, we'll yeah. talk about all that next week. Yeah, well, it's not going to be like the church lady, right? (laughs) Thanks for joining us today. For more information on this show and to get loads of free discipleship resources, visit everydaydisciple.com. And remember, you really can live with the spiritual freedom and relational peace that Jesus promised every day. 